0: everyone. Welcome back to BU. If you are new to this podcast, my name is Jill, and I'm so happy that you're here. We've been around just a little over a year, and we are growing and growing every single day. We had two episodes a week for the first year, and now we have one episode per week, and that might change in the future. I'm not sure. And we are being listened to by primarily women in almost a 100 countries. So wherever you are tuning in from, I'm so grateful. Truly grateful that you are spending your time with me and with this beautiful community. I know you can't see them, but I hope you can feel them. Women from all over the world, all of us focusing on loving ourselves, finding the real us, and then walking into the world unapologetically as that woman, looking at all parts of ourselves with humor, you know, laughing at ourselves while loving ourselves, forgiving ourselves, being really, really real about topics that most of our friends aren't willing to talk about, and at the end of the day, trying really, really hard to remember to breathe, love ourselves, and surrender. So that's who we are at BU, and we are grateful that you're here. And I think you're going to love it here. In fact, I'm pretty sure you will. So today, I get to introduce you to my friend, Rachel. Rachel Curran, She is, she is a hoot. She is a scream. This woman, I mean, you may not hear some of that on this interview, but oh my gosh, follow her on Instagram. She is so funny, so full of life, so high energy, yet quite an accomplished, very successful coach. You are going to love this conversation. So let me tell you about Rachel. Rachel is a London based master coach on a mission to empower as many people as possible to be the boldest, bravest version of themselves. She thrives in helping people make the leap into their truest expression. She empowers her clients to claim freedom in their lives and to truly embrace their purpose on this planet. Rachel is a licensed master neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. She has a diploma in personal coaching, a fully certified Elementum Master Coach, and is a member of the International Coaching Federation. The modalities that she specializes in and is trained on include somatics, trauma release, Masculine and feminine dynamics, breathwork, sexual embodiment, parts therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, nonviolent communication or NVC, inner child work, mindfulness, and attachment and personality styles. Are you ready? Here is a great conversation that will mean so much to you and add to your life for sure. Especially if you sometimes feel like there's more for you in this life but you're not sure how to discover that or become that or get that, or you're a little nervous or afraid, this is really, really, really gonna be great for you. If you don't think about that and your life is rocking and rolling, you're gonna learn from Rachel and you're gonna love it too. So former professional ballerina turned accomplished life coach, here is Rachel Curran. There is nothing more
1: inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself.
0: The answers
1: are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free.
0: Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multimillion dollar business years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be, and the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy, and in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Okay, everybody, welcome back to Be You Podcast. I am really excited to introduce you to my colleague and my dear friend, Rachel Curran. So Rachel is Irish, yet she lives in the UK. She has lived in New York City. So she has this really beautiful hybrid of an accent, which I can't really quite put my finger on and I love it. But Rachel and I met through, you've heard me say it a million times, Elementum Coaching Institute. She went a different track than me. So she's a master coach. She was already a successful coach before that, life coach. And then she went into this program and got the certification of master coach with a lot of emphasis on somatics and trauma. And we have created this great relationship through Instagram. And I get asked, a lot if people can be on our podcast. And I'm super selective, as you know. And Rachel is someone who, even if she were not a life coach, I would have her on just so we could have a conversation. You're gonna love her. She's hilarious. She is has the best energy. She's so much fun. She is like a child in her curiosity and in her play. And she was like the light of elementum. Everybody loved Rachel, but she does happen to be a very accomplished coach with so much knowledge and experience. And so it's going to be beautiful icing on that cake. So welcome, Rachel, to be you.
1: I think that's one of the best introductions I've ever (laughs) received in my life.
0: I'm letting it sink in. Well deserved. Okay. So we could talk about anything and everything because of what you do. And I'm sure I'll have you back sometime to talk about some of that. But I'm I'm excited that you want to talk about something that I know that our listeners, I mean, every woman, but especially this particular community, it's not something we've really dug into, even though we kind of weave it throughout the podcast. I'm glad we're going to have one episode on this. Tell them what you're really passionate about helping women with.
1: Yeah. So for me, I believe we all came here to Earth for a purpose. And I've definitely lived for a portion of my adult life, not in my purpose. And I knew what that felt like. And I've made the leap into living truly in my purpose and why I'm here and in alignment with all my gifts. And it is just my my mission and my joy and my favorite thing to do just to bring people on their own journey. So they're waking up every day and they're just like, I cannot believe this is my life.
0: Mm, Yes. Oh, I love that. I want you to help people do that because I lived that way for so long as well. And I got there and I'm still getting there, but it took so Much longer than it needed to because I didn't have someone like you like pointing me in that direction or even letting me know that I could. And I think there are so many women who one, they're waiting for permission. What you said shocked them. And number two, then they're waiting for permission and then they're like, okay, great. You gave me permission. What the hell do I do? And then they sabotage it, right? And come up with all these reasons it's not going to work. I was just having a conversation with a dear friend of mine the other day about her purpose and what she wants to do. And a lot of people need security and a guarantee that the advice that they're getting or the solutions that come towards them are guaranteed to work. Otherwise, they won't go down that way. And what you and I were talking before we hit record about that, what would you say about that?
1: I can totally identify with that. Look, if you looked up overthinking in the dictionary like five years ago, you would have seen my face in like A4 with like, you know, lights around it, like flashing. So (laughs) I, I totally understand what it is like to be like, okay, I really want that thing over there. Like, I know I want it, but I don't want to take the steps into the unknown towards this thing until I know that it's really going to work out. And because I don't know all the steps and I don't know, no one's told me that the end game is positive. Yes, you're going to get what you want. It's like you remain stuck and you overthink and you just see all the problems. And it's like every time I try to just take a step forward, it's a like problem, 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 problem. Mm. And you know the thing really is, as a society, the way that we just operate in the world at the moment, we 're very much head based right we 're very logical we we 're very rational we 're very practical, and we 're really cut off from our body and the wisdom that lives inside there, and so much information that's coursing you know through our body and the more in my journey personally has been a lot about reconnecting myself to my body and the wisdom that comes from within there and learning how to trust it right learning how to trust the messages that are coming from my body versus what my head is telling me and and really strengthening that so that i can step into the unknown not knowing what's going to happen and trusting the feeling in my body and the messages and, and knowing what that sounds like because People, I think, are used to thinking and they're, they're used to what that voice sounds like and 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 the way your body talks to you is totally different. So it's just learning to tune into that and how to engage with it and how to trust it.
0: I'm so glad you said that because it's hard for me to describe on this show to people what it means. Because We do talk a lot about getting back into your body, but that sounds so weird. When people would say that to me, I was like, what are you talking about? When I got into Elementum and when I started coaching with my coach, Steph, I was like, I've never heard this before and I've done mindset work and been in therapy for years. What are you talking about? So women on this show have heard that, but I'm glad that you reminded them that the voice in their head is different than their intuition, different than the, than the wisdom that they'll feel. So let's talk about that for a minute. How do you know which is which, or maybe until you've learned how to get in your body, you don't know the difference.
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. So Yes. So until you have learned how to get in your body, you're not really attuned to listening to anything else other than what's going on between your ears, really. Unless you know you cut your arm or you break your arm and it's something that sort of overrides that. And first of all, it's really going below your neck and learning. Okay. Learn to tune into. Oh, I feel some pressure there. I feel some sensation there. I feel movement there. I feel heat there. I feel coolness there. And it's identifying those subtle patches of energy in your body and then practicing connecting to them and seeing what messages come through. And they'll all come through in different ways for different people. You know, some people will have images, some people will just see the next step in their heads, some people will just intuitively know what way to do. And a key thing to to sort of describe is your body knows what your brain doesn't, mm. and your body will often know intuitively what is true for you, what's in alignment for you. But your brain doesn't, and your logical mind is is there to to find problems because it helps you survive that way. And you mean that literally?
0: Literally, sure. yes. literally.
1: yeah. So, I mean, we think we can go into that a little bit if you want. But essentially, the brain is there to keep you alive. It's there to keep you alive and keep you safe. It's in survival mode. And it really is about everything that I do or don't do. I'm assessing it unconsciously to make sure it's not going to bring any danger into my life. I want to ensure there is survival. So... When you look at something like the unknown or, or t- you know, taking a leap into your passion or your purpose, it really will just start finding all the problems because that's what it's there for. That's its purpose, right?
0: Yes, which is what was happening with my friend. Mm. She starts to, to feel, I just know I don't belong here. I know there's supposed to be something bigger for me. I know. And I could tell that was wisdom coming up. And then her head would sabotage. She'd go, but, and then... Yeah, I love that you explained that. So, okay, what we should go back because I, I introduced them to you, but I didn't really give them any background. I think the background is fun because you have an interesting background. Tell them like what world you came from. How in the world did you end up as a professional master coach? Yeah,
1: sure. So I started as a dancer. So dancing just was my passion. Like I lived for it. I breathed for it. There was no way where I felt more alive or more free or more, more self-expressed than being on stage. Like the stage was just where I came alive. And, um, you know, I did that from three to about 23, 24. And very long story short, I had to stop that. And I went back to, I moved back to Ireland. I was in London at that point. I moved back to Ireland and, and I, I finished university which was technology, which is a whole other... I mean, how I even ended up <laughs> in technology. I couldn't even burn you know, stuff onto a CD when I started. So anyway, somehow I ended up there. And I spent, through the jigs and the reels, um, I did my internship in, in New York because that's where the best dancing classes were, even though I was doing this technology thing. And I ended up working in a bank there and it was in security. And I spent a lot of years... Working in the corporate life, basically doing something I really, really didn't love. So I was getting paid lots of money. Um, you know, it was very easy. It comes in every month, work with great people. Never had to worry about the next step. Really, you know, my, my career there kept unfolding. So I kept getting raises or promotions or different jobs. It all just sort of was very easy and. I had enough change in my life. I kept moving countries and moving jobs that I didn't really notice how unhappy I was. And kind of like we mentioned earlier, I was very unconnected to my body. So, you know, didn't really know how unhappy I was. And I remember uh, sitting in my kitchen one day and I was like, oh my God, if I keep going down this path, it's going to be 10 years from now. I'm going to be 40 CRO in some bank and I'm going to be bored and miserable and depressed. And I just, I just can't, I just can't Mm. knowing what it's like to wake up every day and dance. I just be like so alive and so happy and so like free. I can't know what that feels like. And then just settle for a life doing this that I really don't love. So I kept thinking, okay, if not this, then what? What? And you know, I used to work to walk at the time. No, I used to walk to work at the time and I kept thinking, trying different things on in my head. Like, oh, if not this, then this. And I don't know how coaching came to be. It might be because I'd lived in New York for a while and maybe I'd been exposed to it there. I don't really know. Like sometimes these things just come in. Do you know what I mean? And I've always had people coming to me with something wrong. And I've always, like my whole life since I was a teenager, and I've always just known how to pick them up and help them go forwards. And I just, I get so much from that. I love mm. it. And I was way more into that aspect than going back and doing a lot of healing. And that's okay, what about coaching? And so I hired my own coach and kind of the rest is history. I just did course after course after course after course and started seeing clients and building my own business on the side until it became big enough for me to... Jump into it and make it my full-time thing. And now here I am.
0: Well, and the beautiful thing to me hearing that story is that you described how you're helping women. Well, you've done it yourself. Yeah. You know, and I think there are a lot of people out there, it doesn't matter what the career is, that they're giving advice that they have never applied to their own life. And it's just so frustrating to me. And so the fact that you yourself said, okay, I have security, I'm safe plenty of money, but my heart is not happy. And then you took yourself from that to where you are. So now you can actually show women how to do it. And I also love that you said you hired a coach. I had a friend say to me recently, are you saying I can't be successful without a coach? And I said, absolutely not. Any good coach will tell you, you, you don't really need them, right? Yet, why wouldn't you? Like, why would you get advice or help in other parts of your life, but not get advice and pay for help with your life, like who you are and your purpose. So I'm, yeah, I'm so happy to hear that story. Okay. So let's get to what we want to talk about today. So, you know, finding your purpose and then actually taking the leap to actually get there. And then that freedom that you described, because I will share really quick that, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but When you shared the story of feeling like, I can't do it anymore. That's how I was when I was in direct sales slash network marketing. I had the security too. I had all of that. Everybody else probably thought I was insane for walking away from that. But I remember watching the Elton John movie with my husband and the scene came on where the character playing Elton John was talking about wanting to come out as a gay man. And I don't remember exactly what the scene was, but essentially I want to be free. I want to be myself. And he said something. And then the music started and tears just poured down my face. And without thinking, right? Cause my head would have said something else. I grabbed my husband's arm and he looked at me like, what? And I said, I can't do it anymore. He goes, you can't do what? He's thinking like, eat the popcorn. Like what? And I said, I cannot be with this company anymore. I, I can't do it anymore. And he had no idea, but I was feeling what you were feeling. Like I realized that. It served its purpose. I was so grateful and it had become a prison.
1: Okay, I want you just gave the most perfect example of what it feels like when you are listening and open to the wisdom that your body is trying to give you and are able to receive it. Because right there in that moment where you cried and you didn't start second guessing and you didn't question it and you were like, oh my God, I just can't. Like I am listening. I'm allowing this to be true and I'm letting it come out. Like that's such a perfect... Example.
0: And like with many people though, let me make sure I tell on myself, it's not like that's the first time I heard it. It was a long time of feeling like, I don't want to do this. I really don't want to do this, but it built up and built up and built up. And I believe that the, the scene of seeing him choose himself, but also the music, the music like brought it into me and it just came up in my body and I could not Keep it in. It's almost like in those in the movies where someone goes, "I love you." Yeah, they they can't help it. I love you. And the the friend is like, "What?" Yeah, that was me.
1: I actually had a very similar experience. I don't think I've ever told you this. So, long story short, I, I finished school. Was meant to go to dancing university, but I ended up going to like regular university. I'd done two years of it, and I went to see a movie with my sister, and it was about I think it was some kind of dancing thing, but similar to you. I just remember the music. And I remember coming home and I remember getting on the phone to my mom. And it was literally, it was actually the same. It was like, I can't, I can't do this. <sighs> like, I can't. I just want to go back to dancing. I totally know what you mean. It's so funny how like those things can, Some it just brings it to crescendo. And you're like, yeah, you've heard it again and again and again. You're like, no more. I actually just, I can't. It bursts through.
0: Okay, I have a question for you. So for the women who even when it goes to burst through, they stuff it back down because they don't believe they deserve it. They're worried about the risk. Their head takes over. They're worried about what people will think. Mm. Will you just boldly tell them, serve them up some Rachel Curran and say, okay, you can do that, but this is what's going to happen. If you ignore that and it's like coming up and you really do not feel like this, what you're doing is meant for you, even if you're making money, maybe it's a marriage you're in and you ignore that, what do you believe will happen?
1: I mean, I think they know already, but you're going to become less of yourself because that's your truest self trying to come through and you're essentially pushing down and rejecting who you are and you're going to become miserable, you're going to become depressed, you're going to become less of who you are. And what is life about if you're not living in the truest version of you and who you are and why you are here? Really, because I believe we all came here for a purpose. And this doesn't just affect you, right? It affects your family. It affects your kids. It affects the people around you. If you are living a life every day that is, I hate this. I hate this. Like, I am forcing myself to show up to work, to do the things I committed to do, to live this life that just isn't me. Like, it isn't me. Like, the name of this podcast, like, just imagine what it would be like if you could wake up and you could be you. You could just explode into life every day exactly as you are and be celebrated for it.
0: See, that's why I always recommend people hire coaches. I know I'm always saying this, but the reason I was telling my friend the other day to get a coach, it's not because, oh, you're a F up if you don't have one. Oh, your life will suck with that one. No, but if you want to make a leap like that, you need someone to hold space for you to be able to do it. It's scary You need a coach to hold your hand, to let you cry, not just to get you to the point where you can make that decision, but once you do make the decision, your friends aren't gonna understand. Your family probably won't understand. You'll probably lose friends. You won't recognize yourself. But if you have, like, let's say it's Rachel. Rachel there, you know, holding space for you, saying, you've got this. Remember, this is you. And and helping you anticipate what might be coming as you are walking into that new quote unquote, knew you, right? I don't like to say that, but you know what I'm saying? That's why I'm so about people hiring coaches. And that's why I have so many coaches on this podcast because I believe in that so much. I appreciate the work you're doing in the world, Rachel. And I don't just say that because I like you and I think you're helping people. I really see what you're doing and people need that work. They may not even know. I just said they don't need coaches, but they deserve They deserve to have that work. So besides that, the other thing that I thought of was, because I'm thinking of the questions my audience will have. They're very smart, savvy women. And they're in different parts of the personal growth journey, depending on who they are. And if I were them, I might have heard what you said and say, okay, but what if it's not to the point where I'm saying, I can't do this. I hate it. Because my friend I was telling you about doesn't feel that way. But I can tell she's not happy where she is. She's restless. She's restless. And she just feels so uncertain. And if you're on the right path, there's no, you don't feel that sense of restlessness. There's uncertainty, but you don't feel restless at all. So Mm -hmm. what if they're not there yet where it's like, I can't take it. If someone isn't to the point that you and I just described, I don't want them to hear this and say, well, then I really don't deserve that. Or there's nothing for me to do. I have to wait till I get to the point where I'm going to crack.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, look, at this point where I was like, right, I'm going to change. This is not what I love. It's not like I hated my life every day. I had amazing friends. I had a really nice lifestyle. I had lots of money. I went into work, didn't love it, but I had a laugh with people in work. I had, you know, lots of relationships outside of work. I mean, you looked at my life on that, traveled loads and you would have looked at my life on the outside and you would have said, she's got everything. Why does she want to change? And I think the thing is, is... It's all the little things add up, right? So it's every single time, every moment that you're you're a bit like, okay, I'm resigned to this. It all adds up in your body. And and ultimately it kind of leads to whether you're aware of it or not, kind of resentment towards yourself. It's like your inner child is in there and it's like, please, like, let me be, you know, who I want to be and who I'm here to be. And the thing is I think the message is life doesn't have to be like that. I make really good money and I've got lots of nice people and nothing's really bad, but nothing's really great. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like that.
0: Oh my gosh. I just like got chills hearing you say it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, that's what someone said to me when I met them for coffee and I had been married 17, 18 years and I was just so unhappy in my marriage, and with someone who was unwilling to work on himself, unwilling to even try to conquer his addictions. And I never considered that I could have a different life. It didn't even cross my mind. What I did was I poured myself into my kids and into career and into other things. And one day I had coffee with someone, Rachel, and they said what you just said. It doesn't have to be like this. Like, what if you get to have a different life? I said, what do you mean? And they said, well, who says you have to stay married to this person? I'm like, well, I have to. I would never do that. And they said, well, what if you did? And that's opened up the life that I have now, that one conversation. Mm.
1: And I think maybe another thing to say to the people that aren't at the stage where they're like, I hate this, is as women throughout history, we have been taught to accept breadcrumbs. I'm going to make myself happy with this because I don't truly believe that I deserve better. I don't believe that I deserve, and it's fairly unconscious, a relationship that really fills me up. I don't believe like, why me? Why do I get to have a career or a job or something that I wake up and do every day that lights me up? I'm going to accept this breadcrumb that I've got, and I'm going to be grateful for it think that can go on a lot as well. And that's, I mean- Yeah, that's, I like mean,
0: collectively as women for years and years and all of our history, you're right. We're told and almost programmed to believe that that's the way we live. We live for everybody but ourselves. We sacrifice ourselves and we are better women and better mothers the more we sacrifice and the more we give up. Exactly, yeah. When you talked about breadcrumbs, I pictured all the moms that the only lunch they eat is literally- the crust of their kids' sandwiches or whatever left over. That's all they give themselves time for.
1: Mm. And also, I mean, another thing is if you want to look at the effects of being a woman in history on this planet, you know, we live in a world where men are in charge. You know, it is a patriarchy. And back in the day, like hundreds of years ago, it was, it was not safe. It hasn't been safe through history, For women to be fully expressed right you were either burnt at the stake you were outcast you were shamed for it it wasn't if you had a different expression to what was accepted in wherever you lived you were outcast for it you weren't part of the group anymore and collectively you know we've learned to shut down our truest expression of who we are and instead Unconsciously try to become what we think we are supposed to be in order to be "quote unquote" safe and fit in.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And oh my god, it went back to something you said earlier. Like when I said, so when I was in this place where I had a really good job, lived in a really good place, made loads of money, travelled all the time, career was like on a on a really good trajectory. Do you think that I didn't have people say to me that I was crazy? I had. Friends, boyfriends that were like really. I remember one of my friend's boyfriends, he's much older than me, very experienced in the corporate world, etc. And he pulled me aside um, at a party we're at, and he's like, You know, Rachel, I want to say this to you because you know, I really care about you. I think you're making a mistake. I really think you're making a mistake. And I really appreciated that he said this to my face. Lots of people said things behind my face also. And, you know, my own mom and dad, I think kind of uh, even now today, run themselves into the ground with worry, you know, because it's so like, what is she doing? But I think part of the more you learn how to remember how we were saying at the beginning and learning how to trust your body and its instincts and all of that, when you're pushing yourself from your comfort zone into your stretch zone, and you have your own worries and fears about, oh my God, I don't know if it's going to work out. You need to know how to support yourself through that. And then also you have these people in your life coming in, like, what are you doing? You're making a mistake, you're making a mistake. It's really important to be able to have the the tools and the strategies and the connect deep connection to yourself, really, to get yourself through it. So that it just sort of is like, water off duck's back.
0: Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Isn't it funny how everything we talk about always goes back to getting back into your body, Mm -hmm. trusting yourself and your intuition, and loving yourself. It all comes back to that because we were saying that, I was saying that's why people need a coach. But then still, to get to that point, many of us need help learning how to get into our body. I did. I didn't know how to do it. And then as you said, once you make the decision, But then even once you're thriving then and you're in your lane, then it just goes even deeper. You get to access a new level of joy and abundance and peace that all comes from that same way, as you said, of using those tools of connecting into yourself. And for those who think that we're discounting, we're not discounting divine guidance and spirituality. That's what we mean. Will you explain that? That that's like, that's part of it. Because mm-hmm. I know some people are like, it's not just about being in your body. What about God? What about... Yeah. yeah.
1: So I think if I was listening to this like five years ago, I would have been like, what the hell are they <laughs> talking about <laughs> when they say get back in my body? Like where, the, where else am I? Like, like floating like, up in the sky? Yeah. What I really want to describe to people that maybe aren't as used to it is, it's like, imagine navigating your life and through different scenarios, different storms, different stages of life, and a storm could be going on around you. And instead of you getting caught up in that storm, you remain a really calm, grounded well of calmness, really, and knowledge and you're the calm within the storm. That's, that's how I would describe what it feels like when you're in your body. And when you are trying to make choices or decisions, they become really easy because instead of thinking of all the options and instead of trying to filter through all of them and pre-think, oh my God, what's the end result going to be? You can just... When well, you learn how to listen to the messages of your body, like we said earlier... And, and you just use them and you go forwards. And the thing is as well. So to answer your question around what about divine guidance and, and all of that kind of stuff. So for you to be able to access that, you need to be open. And the way that we access divine guidance is through our body. It's not through our heads. So the more connected we are to what is happening inside of us, the more we can receive messages. From divine guidance, or the universe, or source, or whatever it is that you want to call it, and it's like you know, some people refer to it as downloads. You just, you just get. It's kind of like someone dropping in a message, like inspiration. Everyone listening to this has definitely had inspiration at some point, and it's like just imagine if you could be open to that all the time, or most of the time.
0: And mm-hmm. I'm glad you said that. And I know one thing you do with women too is to help them sort of unclog and ungunk themselves too, because it's not just, oh, I'm going to get my body. There are so many things blocking that, right? Like old trauma and old pain and people we haven't forgiven, guilt we have about ourselves. And I know that you're good at unpacking that for people because I found that getting all of that out of the way was just as important as me learning how to, quote, get into my body.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. And I think the thing is, as you can call it the journey to get into your body if you want. But essentially, as you as you unpeel the layers, different unlimiting beliefs about yourself and the world that we live in and different pockets of guilt or grief or things that you've just shoved down will come up. And then that really allows you to deal with it, process it, release it so that you're you're not carrying it around like a big bag on your back that's weighing you down you know, and stopping you from really moving forwards towards where you want to go. And I think, I don't know if you ever talk about somatic work on this show, but it really involves dealing with everything that's happening from your neck down. It's quite different. It's not really like talk therapy. It really is just experiencing what's happening in your body. And it's learning just how to develop. Imagine a language between you and your body.
0: Yeah, we do talk about it, but I think it's good that you mention it again, because who knows when people are tuning in also to what episode, but those who are our diehard listeners, yeah, they know, they've heard me talk about, they've heard other guests talk about it, but I think it should be mentioned probably on every episode. Could you just give them three ways that people can either get into their body or three ways, it's up to you, that they can release?
1: Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. So one good way, I think a really easy way, if you're not used to it and you just want to learn, what the hell does this feel like, is stand up and just put your feet, hips width apart and say out loud, my name is Rachel, unless your name is Rachel, and then pick another name. So say, my name is a name that's not yours and see which way your body will gravitate. Your body will lean forwards or backwards. And you will know, okay, that means this is not true for me. And then you say, okay, my name is, whatever your name is, and you see what way your body leans, and it will be the other way. You cannot get your body to lie on this. And then you essentially say some things like, say in your life you've got a relationship you don't know if you're, you're really happy in, like you say i'm happy in this relationship a statement that you want to know is true or false for you in your body and your body will lean one way or the other and you just you can't lie to it so that's usually for people that are brand new to this very eye opening they're like what like <laughs> oh my god i can't believe that my body like i can't even one of my clients is like i can't even lie to it like i'm trying to lie to it and it's pushing me the other way so standing up feet hip width apart My name is a name that's not yours. See which way you go. My name is whatever your name is, see which way it goes. And then just say different things that you believe to be true about your life. Put it that way. And just see if your body agrees with you. So that's, that's one way just to really give them the experience of, Oh my God, it actually does know what's happening here. I mean, one of the easiest way, the easiest way is honestly put on music and move to the music not trying to look good not like here's the beats and i'm gonna dance in line with the beats like literally close your eyes and be like i am gonna let my body move whatever way my body wants to move to this music even if you look like you know a crazy daddy long legs i don't know if you have those spiders over there like yeah, you look octopus right like it's not about how you look it's about letting your body take over like maybe pick your shoulder and my shoulder is going to dance for the next minute and now I'm going to pick my hips and my hips are going to decide what way my body moves so that's a really easy way where you don't need like 10,000 steps and the thing is notice what do I feel beforehand and what do I feel after and I guarantee you you're going to feel Notice a shift and I guarantee you your energy is going to be lower down in your body.
0: So that's that's a really easy way. Wait, let's go back. Let's go back. When you say your energy will be lower down in your body, tell them what you mean by that.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. So, So if you're listening to this, I just want you to notice and close your eyes and just take a few breaths and just notice, where do you feel the most energy in your body right now? Where do you feel the highest concentration of energy?
0: I'll do it. I'll be your subject. Okay. In my chest. Okay. In your chest. And so what does it feel like? Like tight and kind of stifled. Okay. And does it feel like it's pressing in or does it feel like it's pushing out? It just feels like within my chest, it's squeezing in on itself. Okay. What if it was going to make a
1: sound? What sound would it make?
0: I just get at this almost like a wheezing sound.
1: Okay. Okay. So that's all that I'd need you to do is, and if you're going to put a word on this, if you're going to put a word on this feeling, if you're going to describe it to me, how would you describe it? What does that feeling feel like? Maybe what's
0: the emotion? Worry or... Yeah, worry. Okay, cool. Okay.
1: So then what I would say is, okay, let's put on some music and for the next minute, two minutes, three minutes, we're going to let you... You know, close your eyes, not let anyone see you, and let you just move around to it. And then we bring you back in and say, So you said the energy is very up in your chest. I guarantee you, your energy would be lower down, somewhere like maybe below your chest.
0: Mm-hmm. And when I've done this, I have felt like the energy, it's like I just myself feel lighter, but then I feel more grounded.
1: Yeah. It's like the bag you've been carrying around is lifted off. You're breathing from your tummy. is kind of an easier way. That's what it would feel like. More relaxed.
0: Mm -hmm. Because, okay, so while we're on this show, you noticed me looking down at my phone a few times, which I would never do during a podcast. And it's because I got a text about one of my kids. And it's something that stressed me out. And so that's where that tightness came. That's where that feeling came. So when we're finished, I will go and move my body and get this out of me. Okay, so if you have another... 15 minutes with these women.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I'm just going to let you just pour some Rachel Curran all over them about this whole topic of freedom and making that leap and, and any wisdom you would like to give them. Okay.
1: I think the thing that I really would like to share, if there was any message that I could share, it is, I believe we all came here for a purpose there is a reason why you came to earth there is a gift that only you have and that only you can give to the planet and i think it doesn't matter if you don't know what it is now is start asking the question is start connecting with what do you love what lights you up what makes you feel like you know you're a seven-year-old kid and you could do it forever and what is it that is stopping you from living in alignment with that every day? What is it that is keeping you where you are? You know how happy are you? are you are you where you want to be? And I think what I would really encourage people to do is often people kind of think about all of the reasons why they can't do whatever it is that they want to do, and it's like instead, start imagining. What would it be like? Just imagine, just daydream because your brain doesn't know the difference. Your unconscious doesn't know the difference. What would it be like if I was living my dream life? What would it look like? What would it feel like? What would it sound like? What would I be doing? What would I actually feel like in my body when I woke up in the morning? What would I be seeing? Where would I be living? Who would I be interacting with? Who would be in my life? And actually feel all of these things. And from that, you will, I mean, actually like for 10 minutes, just, freestyle write that like you know a miracle has happened it's, it's x amount of time from now my life is exactly as i want it to be what's happening what do i see what do i hear do i feel start there and see what comes out and you know when you know what it is when you have connected to you know and, and maybe most of you know already what it is that you if you could maybe magic one what it is you'd be doing instead is what is stopping you it is probably a big piece of it is you whether you're ready to admit that or not. And maybe it's time to get someone to help you. Or I think one of the biggest things I ever did was surround myself with people that were not going to stand for my excuses. So many of my friends now, they're they're coaches or they're into this work or they're they're in in some capacity and being surrounded by people who believe in your dreams and believe in you. I think that is really important too. So
0: yeah. And I I said this was your show for the next few minutes, but I'm going to interject and say one thing I would add to that, and I know you agree with this, but I think it's worth saying is that many people have people who believe in them and they have people who will quote unquote call them out. But it's not to the level that you and I are talking about.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not to the
0: level of people who have truly looked at themselves, who have dug deep into themselves and faced the, trauma and the fear and the the stuff they don't want to tell people the stuff they don't even know that's beneath the surface i feel like when you have friends who have done that it's a whole different level oh of oh God. i believe in you girl you go do it because truthfully most people are like they believe in you as long as you're being the way they think you should be and as long as you're not challenging their paradigm 100%. because once you threaten my paradigm then suddenly now you're too much you're this you're that. And that's what I've experienced. It's like when I came sort of in people's eyes crashing down, which it wasn't that, but it looked like that after network marketing, when that career ended, I feel like I had so many people that suddenly liked me. It's like, oh, now you're different now. You're more on our level, which I was always on their level. And then I started the podcast. And so it's so cute that she's doing that. Well, then it takes off and now it's usually successful and it's pulled back with these same, these same people I'm talking about. So, I just think that so many of us, even if we have friends who are going to cheer us on and they're going to show up at our stuff and encourage us and say, you deserve the world. Or, hey, I feel like you're being kind of a jerk that's calling us out. I used to think I had that until I turned myself inside out. And once I turned myself inside out, I attracted people like you, who, this is a different level. This would be like, hey, Jill, I love that you're doing that. If you're okay with it, I I want to give you a little feedback what if you did it this way? Or what if you really pushed yourself? You know what I'm saying? It's a totally different level of thinking.
1: Yeah. There's someone in my life who wants to have a conversation with me. And I was talking to one of my friends about it. And the thing is, is they call you forward. They're like, no, we're not going to let you take the easy route out. Like stand up for yourself. Or it's that I have to call you out here or call you forward. Or you can... you know." You're a different person now. You've been working on this. You know, we know this. And it's essentially say they Do not let you take the easy route out.
0: Yes. I'm so glad you said that. My coach yesterday, we had our last couple session with them, he and his wife. And he talked about calling you forward. And he said, Jill, I'm going to call you forward here. And they encouraged me to call my husband forward. And it was very uncomfortable, but it was so beautiful. It's such a great experience. And so the friend that I've referenced a few times now, she thanked me for doing that for her because in that conversation, she was all in her head. She was very stressed. And she was saying a few things like, you know, I'm doing these reels and it takes all this time and nobody's watching them. It's like, why do I even do it? Now, I think most friends would have said to her, oh, I know, it's so annoying. It's such bullshit. And they would have gone on that with her. And I said to her, okay, so here's my question. Are you doing them because you enjoy them? Or are you doing them because you want them to be watched? Either- Keep doing them and stick it out until you get the results that you want, or have fun and go do something else. Yeah, and many yeah. people don't like that type of response, right? Because it calls them forward, as you said. But these women listening, so many of them are working. I hate saying working on themselves, as if we're a project and there's something wrong with us. But they're exploring and on and, and this beautiful yeah. journey. That they know what you're talking about, and they want people like you in their life. In fact. I just thought of something. I wonder if some people are afraid to make the leap because they're worried they won't have people on the other side when they get there.
1: It's true, it definitely. Oh, yeah, oh my God! Do you know how many of my clients come in and they deeply want a change in whatever area of their life it is, and we get down to the very bottom of it, and they're like, you know, I'm just afraid who is going to be there on the other side? That's that's so common, really. Oh my God! Okay,
0: what do you say to them? I say to them, the right people
1: will be on the other side. The people. You'll be on the other side. You'll be a different person on the other side. You'll want something different on the other side. And, you know, I have had a one-to-one coach for years and I thought that's all you needed. I really, I honestly believed that is all you needed to really change your life. And it's a huge part of it. However, in the past two years, I have been involved in different group coaching or some kind of development programs. And let me tell you, having a community of people that are on the same level of you in terms of what they're going through and the stretches they're putting themselves through and feeling their own edges as well and understanding what your version of your edge and what's holding you back, and pointing it out lovingly, right? Not blaming, but lovingly. Being in a community of people like that, as well as having a coach, has been humongously, if that's even a word, transformational for me. You know, I started my own mastermind, and having that group of people that are, it's almost like a kind of a sisterhood. Do you know what it's like, Jill? It's like people are on the other side. You're like, we're waiting, we're waiting, come! Like the people are on the other side waiting for you, you know? And what I would say is the people are listening, that are like, and I get it, I get it, that's scary. And the people that are like, who is going to be here? What about if all these relationships fall apart, friend or otherwise? If they fall apart, they were never for you anyway.
0: Yes. Oh, that's so good, Rachel. If they fall apart, they were never for you anyway. Yeah. Because they were there for the not real you.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. And The more you pull off the layers and the more you become the fullest expression of you, don't you want to be around other people that are the fullest expression of themselves? Because if they show up every day as themselves, they're not going to be in any way intimidated or fearful of you being in the fullest expression of you, even if you're wildly different people, you know, you'll Mm -hmm. celebrate each other. Yes. And it's so liberating. So community. and there was something I heard Steph, your coach say the other day, and he was talking about the value of being in isolation, i.e. just you and the value of being in community. And sometimes, you know, the one-on-one work that is so powerful and needed for some things. And then there's other things where it really is you need a group of people. And I think together is like the magic sauce,
0: you know? Mm -hmm. I know you said you had a mastermind. I don't know if you still offer those, but if someone's listening going, okay, well, can I be in your community? Like, Explain to them what do you do and how can they access you? And what if they do want to be a part of a community that you've created?
1: Yeah. So right now I offer one-to-one coaching and I'm building a program that is going to be a group program to really offer that community that I just explained. That's going to be about make the leap. So making a leap from wherever you are now into your your purpose and your alignment and what you are here to do and dealing with all the blocks that come up in the way and I'll be your safe launching pad so that you can come home and there's a safe place as you're moving from A to B. So that is
0: that's coming. That's in the pipeline. Oh, great. So for now, they can reach out to you about one-on-one coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And you have to follow her on Instagram because she's so funny. <laughs> I love when you do your reels. I know. I need to do some more. But yeah. Rachel's the one that when you're going through her story, she's just so real. Like she's just, if she's excited about something, she's like, Oh my God, I have to tell you. I can't wait to tell you. And that's why I just, I love you. But I love that you're the same person on social media that you are off. I really appreciate that.
1: I never, I never, until I got into coaching and and really kind of working in my business, I was like, I hate Instagram. I'm never going Instagram, social media. Oh, totally gets in the way of me having fun. And I think because I, it's probably a bit unfiltered because I honestly am, I've missed the whole influencer piece and I'm just coming in like, okay, you say I have to
0: come on here. So here I am. That's what I love about it. Oh, this was such a great conversation, such a beautiful conversation. I'm really grateful that you said yes. And I I know this community, I know for sure that they are going to love this episode. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your time with us.
1: You're welcome. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. And it's really exciting to talk to you. And I love being in your energy and your presence. And it's my pleasure to
0: be here. Mm. Oh, I forgot to ask, um, what is your... Instagram handle.
1: Oh it's um at Rachel Curran and then underscore underscore.
0: Ooh, two underscores. Yeah.
1: Only one was taken. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, and it's C-U-R-R-A-N, Rachel Curran, underscore, underscore. Make sure you friend her. Please take a screenshot of this episode. Tag her, tag me, tag the podcast. Please share it with other people. Um, You certainly don't owe us that, but we so would appreciate you doing that. That's how this community grows. We don't do any advertising. It grows because of you. So thank you very much. And Rachel, I'm sure we'll have you back on.
1: Yeah, Thank
0: you.